0: City Church Podcast, your home for the latest sermons and audio updates from City Church St. Petersburg. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at 1211 Avenue North on the third floor. So, in many ways, our lives are a boomerang of dependence. When we begin our lives, we are completely dependent on other people. Most of you know Mike and Tiffany, who recently had a child, Baby Raina can't do anything on her own. She has to be fed. She has to have everything taken care of for her. But what happens as children grow? They become more and more independent. They can do more things on their own. They begin to demand that they do more things on their own. No, I'm going to do it. And then something happens. We reach a peak at some point in our life where we are The most independent we will ever be, but then as we age, what begins to happen? We begin to become more and more dependent again. And so it's sort of like a boomerang, where it starts out highly dependent, we move, we become independent, and then we come back. You know what you call a boomerang that doesn't come back, by the way? A stick, right? The boomerang that doesn't come back is just a stick. But we, we live our lives in this sort of path that starts in dependency, becomes independent, and then comes back to being dependent on others. This is true of all of our lives. But for our culture, that idea of independence, of not needing anyone else, of being able to, to just take care of everything on our own is sort of our greatest goal. If I could live my life and not need anyone else to help me, to help with my finances, if I, could li- if I could build myself up so that everything in my life I was self-sufficient in, we would call that the good life. Think about it the other way. Why is it such a great fear of ours not to be independent? There's a classic scene at the end of every Nicholas Sparks movie that goes something like this. The the guy returns to the girl and he says what? He says, I need you. And it's a moment of sort of shocking, oh, oh look how wonderful it is. He says he needs her. How how heartwarming, right? That's so oh, hmm. go <laughs> McAdams and Gosling, right? But but underneath that, but underneath that is a little truth that to say I need you to someone else is incredibly exposing. It means that I'm not sufficient in and of myself. So we save that. We don't say that for anyone. We save that for the kiss in the rain part of our lives. It's true in so many other ways too. How many stories of people that we idolize? Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos, or Bezos, however you say that guy's name. Steve Jobs. What are all their stories? They started by themselves in a garage and look at them now. And what does Elon Musk need besides not being sued? Um, Nothing. He doesn't need anything. He's completely self-sufficient. He doesn't need anyone. And so for all of us, the natural way that we behave is to grasp as much control of as many areas of, as, of our life as we can. Why? So, so that I can determine the outcomes of everything in my life. So I can be self-sufficient. So I don't need anyone. I can do it on my own. I don't need you. Back off. This is this is something that's true of so many people who are in group projects in college, right? There was always that one person who was going to take control. Why? Because it was very important that they get that grade. It's very important that they be in control so they know what's happening. But as we grow, all of us start to display that. Why? Because I don't want anybody else to be able to tell me what to do. And I don't want to depend on anybody else besides myself. All of us are infected by this. Whether we're a Christian or not. And it shows in so many ways. The way that you think about money is absolutely affected by your idea of independence. The way that you think about your career and your own success is tied... To your self-sufficiency. The way you think about food. The way that we think about our relationships. You see, all of these things are a window into the fact that we are obsessed with being independent. And when we are independent, when we don't need anyone, when we are completely sufficient in and of ourselves, we also begin to shed this idea that we even need God. Because I can do it on my own. I can do it by myself. I'm in control. And I determine the outcomes of my life. When Jesus prayed the Lord's Prayer, one of the things that he said strikes right up against the grain of this. Jesus said that when we pray, one of the things we should pray for is that God would give us our daily bread. And this idea of even the most basic things in our life, even the, the sustenance that gets us through life is a gift that cannot be earned, strikes right at the heart of our idea of independence and self-sufficiency. So what I'd like to do this morning is, is read a few passages, two from the Old Testament, two from the New Testament, and let's begin to explore this idea of our self sufficiency, and our dependence on God. So if you would stand with me. We start with Proverbs 30. It says, Remove from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Moses says in Deuteronomy, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may confirm His covenant that He swore with your fathers, as it is this day. And then Jesus, teaching in Matthew, said, And Jesus said to His disciples, Truly I say to you, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. City Church, this is the word of God written years ago, but intended for us this morning. You may be seated. You see, our problem is, in our quest for independence... We have propped ourselves up as self-sufficient. We have begun to say in our heart that I don't need anyone else because all I need is my hustle. This is something we talk a lot about here at City Church because this is something that is true all over St. Petersburg. This is a city that hustles. How many small businesses are there around town that have bootstrapped themselves up and are doing something great? Or at least doing something enough to make a living selling dog-themed T-shirts about exercise, right? I mean, that, that's, that, that's literally a business here in St. Pete. It's a great business. My friend runs it, and so it's, it's great. But But you think about it, that's why. Because she hustled. How many people are here working in the hospitals all around St. Petersburg because they have hustled? How many people have tech startups in downtown that that work at the incubator? Why? Because they have hustled. Because they can make it on their own. They can take care of things all by themselves. We, in this culture, especially here in St. Petersburg, are self-sufficient because we can work hard. And nobody can take that away from me. And so I'm going to be the provider. I'm going to be the one who's in charge. I don't need anyone. I don't even need God. Our self-sufficiency goes to the point where we say that we don't need God. That I deserve the breaks in life because I have worked hard to get them. I deserve things to fall my way. I deserve the grade book to fall on my side. I deserve the promotion to come my way. Why? Because I've put in the hard work. Because I worked hard and worked those 60 hour weeks because I'm the one who's in control of my life I don't need anyone else and things are going to turn out in my favor now it's easy for those of us who are here this morning who are Christians to sort of look over our shoulder and go yeah get them Justin yeah yeah, get those get those people get those other people Pre- preach at them Jesus, Justin right get them but here's what's funny is that this isn't just for people outside. This isn't just something that people who don't believe in God struggle with. If you believe in God, you are infected by the same virus. Think about this. How many times do you look around your life and go, Jesus, look how hard I've worked for you. Look at all my good works. Look at all of the good things I've done for you. Reward me. You, you see this most clearly actually when things go wrong in your life. When, when something goes wrong, when you have an unexpected car wreck, when a, when a bill pops up that you weren't thinking about, when, when someone else gets promoted over you, when, whenever something bad happens in your life, is this what your heart says? Jesus, I am like super faithful in attending church and city group and you let this happen to me? Jesus, I have hustled to make sure I'm doing the right things and now you're letting bad things happen to me. Did you catch that turn of phrase there? Jesus, I have hustled. I I have been self-sufficient and now you owe me. You see, all we do when we believe that in our hearts is we just baptize the idea of independence and say, oh, it's the same. We just, we just take that idea and we couch it in good Christian language. We say, oh, no, 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 no. God is going to reward me because I give the appropriate amount to church. How is that any different than I deserve for things to fall my way because I've hustled? And so whether we're a Christian or not, whether we believe in Jesus or not, we're infected with this idea of self-sufficiency. And what happens when our hearts begin to go down this road of self-sufficiency is it ultimately leads us to places that are terrible for us. What happens when you are self-sufficient and things go wrong? When you believe that your hustle is going to make everything work, and things don't go the way that you want them to go, what happens to you and to I? Two things happen. One one or the other, typically. Either things don't shake out the way we want, and so we say, Ah, I know what the problem is. I wasn't hustling hard enough. I wasn't working hard enough. I need to double down. I need to work harder. And so what do we do? We work harder. That 60-hour week becomes a 65-hour week. And we work harder, and then what happens when things still don 't go our way? when we get passed over again, when that contract falls through, when that sale never materializes? What do we do? I know the solution to this, and the sixty five hour a week becomes seventy, and we just have to work a little bit harder i just I just got to work a little bit harder to get my piece of the pie to get my slice of the cheese. And what happens is our independence pushes us further and further and further to isolation. Because if it's all on me, if everything in my life is dependent on me and what I'm doing, I'm going to start to slowly push everyone else away so that I can keep doing what I think is going to get me the prize. But for others of us, that's not the direction we go. It doesn't push us towards isolation. For others of us, when our hustle doesn't work, when our self-determination, our self-sufficiency comes to an end, we look around and we despair. I have worked so hard and it didn't work out. Nothing is good. This is, this is the path that my heart goes down in its sinfulness and its brokenness. Right? This, this happened to me this week. We need more space here at City Church. right? Our our chairs are getting tight. There's a lot of folks here. This is great. Here's the trouble. It's hard to find space in downtown St. Petersburg. It's hard to find a place to meet. And this week, things didn't go the way I wanted to with everything working out. I wanted everything. I wanted some building owner to roll out a red carpet and say, Here's a lot of space for no money. You know what? You need things remodeled? You know, I'm just feeling good. I'm going to pay for all that myself. right? And things don't go that way. And where does my heart go? My heart goes to despair. Everything is awful. Everything is terrible. Nobody likes me. I think I'll go eat worms. Right? Because my hustle couldn't get it done I immediately go to despair. So when we begin to trust in our self-sufficiency and things go bad, it either leads us to isolation or despair. So how do we break out of this cycle? How do we break out of the cycle of I can do it all on my own? It comes from this idea in the Lord's Prayer where we pray, Jesus, would you give us today our daily bread? When we pray that, what we're praying is that God would make us more dependent and more grateful. And in order for us to become more dependent, the thing that we have to do is let go of our ego. If you want to become more dependent on God, you have to begin to let go of the idea that this is the world that you have built. This is the career that you have built. This is the company. This is the retirement that you have built. You have to start to let go of those stories. There's a movie uh, called I Heart Huckabees. It's about 15 years old and it's, it's a great movie but it's a weird movie and there's a character played by Jude Law and this character is an executive at Huckabees which is a stand in for Target and throughout the movie he is sort of trying to advance his career at every corner he is sort of advancing his career and he has this story that he tells about the time that he was visiting Chicago for the opening of a new Target and Shania Twain was there and he tells this story over and over and every time it's and Shania Twain doesn't eat tuna salad but they didn't have any chicken salad at the restaurant so I got her tuna salad and you know what? She liked it. I got Shania Twain to like tuna salad. And that's the kind of manager I am. I'm the kind of manager who changes people's minds and get things done. And again and again and again, he tells this story in this movie over and over and over again. So that whenever he runs up against any problem, no, no, look. I changed Shania's mind. I can do anything I want. And it's a stand-in for the stories that all of us have. Think of the narrative that you have written about yourself. What's the story that comes out in your mind when you meet people for the first time? What's the kind of, here's my claim to fame story? What's the, here's how I bootstrapped my way up story? My guess is it doesn't take long for you to figure out what that is. But when we begin to become more dependent we don't have to have those ego stories. We don't have to have the story of, well, guess who I was in a garage band with? We don't have to have the story of, you know what I did when I was in college? Did I, have you ever heard what my internship was? Guess how many sales I made last year? All of a sudden, we don't have to tell these stories of self-aggrandizing of how great I am because we're dependent and we know that whether it's our wealth or our talent, all of this has come from somewhere else. You didn't earn it. It's given to you. Whether that's the talent that earned you the money or the money itself, we are wholly dependent on others. And so when we begin to pray this prayer, when we say, God, give us today our daily bread, what we're praying is that God would change us and make us to be people that don't have to grasp on to everything around us. And not only does that make us more dependent, but being more dependent creates in us more thankfulness. You see, because if I think that you owe me something, I'm not going to say thank you for it. Right? Unless, I'm being like, unless I'm like Chick-fil-A, right this is this is what this is what's so strange, like all of us know that like chick-fil-a is like overly polite, right, and why we find that culturally strange is like, no, 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 I paid you eight dollars. you gave me sweet tea and chicken and waffle fries, and an obnoxious amount of chick--fil-a sauce like like we both benefited from this transaction. Nobody needs to say thank you to anybody, but what does chick-fil-A say? Thank you, my pleasure. hope to see you again. Can I get you more chick-fil-a sauce right they're overly grateful. And it's funny because when we are less independent, when we are more dependent, it creates in us more gratefulness. Because you didn't get the things in your life. The talent that got you through school is not yours. It's the talent that God gave you. The talent that got you those sales last year, last quarter, is the talent that God gave you. You know, it's interesting, in the Old Testament, one of the ways that God revealed who He was is by telling people what His name was. And one of the names that He says that you can call me is Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. When we begin to see ourselves not as the ones who are earning the bread that we have in our fridge and our table. Not as the one who are earning our homes, but rather as that as something that has been given to us and provided to us, what happens is it creates in us a sense of thankfulness. But the hard part about the dependence and thankfulness is not something you can gin up on your own. You can't wake up and go, I'm going to be more dependent this morning. I'm going to fight to be less independent. No, it's something that God has to work in our hearts. It's something that we need to be reminded of. You know, it's almost like we need a weekly reminder of bread that we can't earn. If only the church had a way of symbolizing. This idea of bread that is given to us by grace that we can't earn. If only there was some sort of weekly symbolism, some sort of liturgy that could remind us week after week that you didn't earn this. You didn't earn your life. You didn't earn the things that you have. You are dependent on God. And you see, that's one of the beautiful things about communion. And that's one of the reasons why we celebrate communion every week here at City Church. It's because it's a reminder this week that you can't earn it. That all your talent, all your money, everything you have is given to you by God. You can't earn it. And so we remember each week what Jesus has done for us, that he provides for us, both physically and spiritually, that he is the one that gives you all that you have physically, that that keeps LaCroix and bread in your fridge and on your table. But not just that. He's also the one that provides for you spiritually, that forgives us for all of the ways that our hearts run towards independence and run away from Him. For all of the ways that we as rebels get provided for anyway. You see, the beautiful message of Jesus is that despite the fact that you have not just passively been independent of God, but that you have actively walked away from dependence on God, He loves you just the same. Even though my brokenness and my self-sufficiency leads me to despair. It may lead you to isolation. No matter which of those boats we're in, the good news of Jesus is that he comes back to us and says, I love you. I forgive you. I will provide for you. And as we begin to change our mindset about who God is, about how much he loves us, as we begin to dwell on the good news of Jesus' love in spite of our rebellious, self-sufficient hearts, he begins to change us. He begins to grant us humble dependence. So when we see something happen in our lives, we look and say not, yes, I deserve that, but thank you, Jesus, I didn't deserve that. We begin to look around and be grateful to God to what we have, whether that's a lot or a little, it changes our hearts to where we are more concerned with contentment than we are greed. And it also changes us in making us general, generous. If you know that what you have been given financially and with your talents It's something that you didn't earn but rather something that God gave you how is that going to affect the way that you treat others? how is that going to affect the way you treat your money? how is that going to affect the way at work when someone else takes credit for your good idea? it's okay not all ideas have to come from me not all the credit needs to come my way because what? because I am dependent on someone else May God work in your heart and mine to make us more dependent, less self-sufficient, more grateful, and less grasping. Let's pray.